0: You're listening to a conversation recorded during the FETC 2019 conference in Orlando, Florida. Enjoy the program.
1: Hey, welcome back to the FETC 2019 uh, conference in beautiful Orlando, Florida. And we have someone in the hot seat, and she's going to tell us who she is and where she's from and all that kind of good stuff. So here we go.
2: I'm Michelle Zimmerman. I'm from Seattle, Washington, and Renton Prep Christian School. Oh, awesome. Man, awesome.
0: You, you, uh, you're really... Unfortunately, well, I don't know. What's the weather like up there? Every time
2: I come to Orlando, it's sunny in Seattle and beautiful weather and raining in Orlando. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> that's got to <laughs> So it's your fault. You're, you're
1: responsible you it for this. You, yeah. so, uh, so what brings you to FETC? Yeah.
2: I'm here as a featured speaker for the IT track talking yeah. about AI, and I have students from our school here and also oh. workshops with Disney, Design Thinking, and STEM.
1: Oh, that's really Awesome. Uh, Is this your first FETC?
2: No, I've been here for multiple years and brought students as well. That's really cool.
1: That's really awesome. awesome. So
2: what
0: are some of the things that your students are doing with AI in the classroom?
2: One of the things that we really are focusing on with AI is preparing them for all the complications that surround it, including the social and emotional components, the ethics, the policy, um, how people are figuring out the human-computer interaction components, because we realize it's not enough to just talk about coding and Uh chatbots. Especially since a lot of the chatbots that kids are working on programming are starting with a basis already so you're not programming it from the very beginning of right. scratch. Um, so we know that they need the computational thinking that goes with that and the other components that help them figure out inherent bias and some of those other pieces. Yeah, yeah that's, that,
1: that's pretty awesome. So here when when you do the, your session, um, what what role do the students play in that session? Are they, are they really doing most of the work? Are they actually hands-on and working with the participants?
2: We have a combination. So in the workshop, a couple different workshops that they're working on, they will discuss some of the ethical implications that they've been looking at, some Uh of the things with pop culture and how we perceive that and how it may skew our perspective of what actually exists, what's possible and when those things will come. But then also using the tools that are supported by machine learning and AI that do exist now. Things like Alex Mathematics um, for adaptive math learning. um, Sway, that's powered by machine learning and helping them focus on the content that they're presenting so that they can really develop that human connection and focus on those pieces, but then the machine learning behind it helps design the details of the style of the presentation.
1: That's really interesting. So you've brought students to this before. Do you see a change after they attend a conference like this? Absolutely, yes. It makes a huge difference. There's a
2: huge change in perception of confidence, that their voice has value and it matters. Um, They come back excited about trying new things because they know that their educators who actually care what they have to say.
1: Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. That's, That's really very interesting. Cool. And, and the other session is uh, with <coughs> Disney. So uh, speak to that. Our listeners would probably love to know what that is. It's Disney. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so
2: it was a couple years ago that I started doing some... Um, research and looking into what Disney is doing primarily because of their Disney Institute for Leadership Excellence Uh and Business Excellence and I didn't realize how much intentionality there was in design and looking at Epcot from a different lens, being able to see that there was a vision for having um, the value of multiple cultures coming together Mm -hmm. to help produce a society of the future. So you've got the International Pavilion and then in the other section you've got something like Test Track and then all the things that are looking at space in the future. So I thought that was intentional in the way that. It's not just saying we're pushing forward to the future, but we're looking at tradition and past and culture. Mm -hmm. And the more I've been investigating AI, the more I see value in maintaining a balance of both of those things in that human computer interaction. So we're looking at that, the vision, mission, and brand of our school and what we're doing to continually iterate in multiple dimensions of design that once technology keeps advancing, we need to keep advancing with that, but not letting go of that core um, values that we have and hold on to.
1: That's a, that's a really neat uh, take on it. I mean, that's a really neat aspect to look at that, you know, most people would not, you know, realize. Right. And uh, you, you have to ask yourself, did Walt Disney think that when he had the Epcot idea, you know, whenever it was late 60s, he thought of the idea, mm-hmm. yeah, and th- then it, it bloomed from there. That's, that's really interesting. Did you have-
0: uh, well, I was just curious, um, what are... I'm kind of shifting gears a little I'm bit. Sure. But um, in your... Uh, just in, in your teaching and your education and maybe even more so with the students themselves. You know, so, like so, you've been here multiple years. We talked to you last year. So what are some of the things that have changed over the course of the year?
2: I would say my perception on AI has changed drastically even ah. just since the year. Um, Isti asked me to write a book on AI, mm-hmm. teaching AI, exploring new frontiers for learning, and in the process of reach, researching and talking to industry leaders, people who've worked in AI since the 70s, I have a completely different perspective of how pieces fit together, what things to focus on, how to decrease hype, and to look at the things that really exist now. Um, So being able to connect that with talking to educators from around the world about their perceptions, um, how to connect the arts in with that, and the value for focusing on humanity, all of that has shifted dramatically. Oh, wow. So
0: so can you pick one perception (laughs) that you you used to have, and then you're like, I can't believe I used to think that.
2: Even as recent as a year ago, October, I was reading a lot of articles saying that machines are going to take over a minimum of 40% of jobs within the next 20 years. Mm -hmm. And while that may be true to a certain degree, it doesn't necessarily predict doom for us as an employment opportunity. But what it does mean is that we need to shift the way that we help kids approach learning. And one of those components is that I realized after this research, machines are really good at repeating things very quickly but not very good at transferring learning from one domain to another. Mm. And so we know that the human brain has the capacity to see connections across different subjects and domains and content areas. And at this point, even if a machine is really good at playing a game and can beat someone at Go or chess or something like that, if you try and ask it to play tic-tac-toe, it doesn't transfer that strategy over to something as basic as that.
0: Yeah, it, it basically has to start from zero right. for every application that you're trying to put it into.
2: And then right. I talked to someone who is from Google who said that the best way he can describe it is as if you were trying to teach a five-year-old one skill and you could teach that five-year-old only one and they can repeat that task over and over and over again. And that's just the extent of where we are right now with some of the complexity of AI.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I read that same article um, and, and that's... That's a big deal to me, too. I think about that all the time, and, and I agree with you on that. We, we've got to prepare the students of today to understand that they're not going to take over, but you have to be the actual thought process, right. and the problem solver, to push that so they can move forward. Um, you know, perception, I, I love your use of the word perception. That's, that's been a big one, I one of my mm-hmm. key words for several years, and it, and it covers the gamut so broadly. And perception, especially now, and it's interesting to know how you use that in your in your with your students because in this country perception yes is a big deal and we can apply that everywhere emotionally socially politically exactly. you know it, it falls into that so uh, do you do you talk about that a lot in class yes
2: so we we not only look at the perception that they have of their own type of work but the perceptions other people have of their work of each other's work uh-huh. and of perceptions of not only technology but human connection and the value of Do you let go of things in the past just to go forward and say you need to completely iterate? Or do you avoid some of the things that look like they're future focused because you want to remain in that kind of traditional mindset or state? But then also, how are you communicating ideas? And what ideas are you communicating that help people perceive something in one way or the other for the good or bad?
0: Right. Right. That's really awesome. And, And then, by extension, when and where needed, helping people frankly will change their perception i mean exactly. like you know, like like you yourself have experienced you know you thought one thing and after talking with experts in the field, they're like, no, no, no yeah. not at all. You, know, you go, oh, Saying, okay. please, make sure you decrease
2: the hype surrounding this so it doesn't turn into another AI winter.
1: Right. So um, yes. if folks want to reach out to you and find out more about what you do and what you do it with your students and everything, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
2: My Twitter handle is at MRZPHD, and I'll also be at the book signing tomorrow at 11.
1: That's awesome. That's, That's very really cool. cool. Um, thanks for coming by. Thank and uh, you. I hope you have a great uh, FETC here. We we have to give you some of our, our chocolate. <laughs> Thank you.
0: You've been listening to a conversation recorded during the FETC 2019 conference in Orlando, Florida. Thanks for listening.